RT8K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Aaron Tam. The headlines. The police step up efforts to ensure the safety of events marking the 25th anniversary of Hong Kong's handover. There's a mixed reaction to the idea of rush hour toll hikes to ease congestion at the Cross Harbour Tunnels. And Beijing authorities launch a huge COVID testing drive in the capital's most populous district. The police say officers are conducting risk assessments and gathering intelligence to ensure that activities marking the 25th anniversary of the handover will be conducted smoothly and safely. Kenneth Kwok is an assistant police commissioner. We will have sufficient manpower. And the commissioner also said all officers will be mobilized to ensure each and every activity related to the handover will be conducted safely and smoothly. Mr. Kwok says the force will also hold a series of activities to celebrate the anniversary, including opening the old Yaomate police station to the public in August. He says officers are working with other disciplined services and the People's Liberation Army garrison to perform the Chinese-style drills in a parade in September. There's been a mixed reaction to a Transport Bureau proposal to impose congestion charges at the three cross-harbour tunnels in an effort to alleviate peak hour congestion. Officials say the charges could be introduced after the government takes back the Western Harbour crossing when its franchise agreement ends next year. It says higher rush hour tolls could encourage people to travel at other times. DAB lawmaker Ben Chan says the idea is good as it would encourage people to travel earlier or later. However, Ringo Lee, who heads the Hong Kong Automobile Association, says building a fourth tunnel or a bridge would be a better solution as not everyone has flexibility in when they can drive. If the congestion charges are to be imposed, all bosses and the government should allow their staff to have flexible working hours. Authorities in Beijing are starting COVID tests on residents of its most heavily populated districts today, the first day of a three-day exercise. It follows a wave of testing in Shanghai over the weekend. Here's Joanne Wong. Officials in Beijing are hoping to stamp out what they've described as a ferocious outbreak in the district of Chaoyang. The cluster, which surfaced last week and involves at least 166 confirmed cases, is linked to a bar. On Sunday, the capital reported 65 new locally transmitted cases, 34 of which were symptomatic. Over the weekend, about 25 million people in Shanghai underwent another round of mass testing, and residents now have to take at least one PCR test a week until the end of July. The financial hub on Sunday recorded 10 new cases with symptoms and 19 without. A business leader says if Hong Kong really does have a high degree of autonomy, then it needs to shift away from Beijing's COVID strategy and allow quarantine-free travel to resume. The vice chairman of the International Chamber of Commerce, George Cotherley, was commenting after the chief executive, Carrie Lam, conceded that strict border measures she imposed had undermined Hong Kong's status as an international hub. Mr. Cotherley told RTHK that the longer it took for Hong Kong to open up to the world, the bigger the adverse impact would beyond businesses. It's uh, good to hear her saying we have a high degree of autonomy over this because I think that's something that international business wonders. Are we subject to whatever Beijing says we must do about keeping our borders open or closed? So we need to take advantage of that if we really have that freedom. And I think most international businesses would say open your borders as soon as possible. Adopt live with COVID like virtually the whole of the rest of the world is doing. 
The police say they're investigating after a video circulated on the internet showing a 12-year-old girl being slapped by a group of other girls on a rooftop in Xinhuan on Saturday. Officers say they were contacted by the victim's father and are looking for five suspects. No arrests have been made. Overseas, a new left-wing coalition in France has made big gains in the first round of parliamentary elections. But President Emmanuel Macron's centrist grouping is still expected to win the most seats in next week's runoff vote. The BBC's Hugh Schofield is in Paris. The left-wing alliance led by the ex-socialist Jean-Luc Mélenchon is claiming a stunning breakthrough in this first round of the election. With around a quarter of the vote, it's running neck and neck with President Macron's party and will undoubtedly be France's most important opposition force over the next five years. But Mr Mélenchon's hopes of forming a majority in the National Assembly and of himself becoming Prime Minister look unlikely to be achieved. Projections suggest that the President's supporters are still best placed to have a majority after next Sunday's second round. Though whether that majority will be absolute or whether the President will be forced to make alliances to get his reform legislation through is the key question still to be decided. A bipartisan group of senators in the U.S. has reached an agreement on proposed gun safety laws following a spat of mass shootings. The measures include tougher background checks for gun buyers under the age of 21 and moves to prevent people from buying guns for others who are restricted from purchasing them. The proposals fall short of changes demanded by President Biden, but he's welcomed the agreement. Lonnie Phillips' daughter was killed in the Aurora Theater shooting in Colorado almost 10 years ago. He gave this reaction to the proposals. I would be very surprised if anything of any substance gets passed. So I'm very pessimistic about this being a step in the right direction. I can also tell you that definitely is to have them even talking about it is a step in the right direction. Heavy fighting is continuing for control of the Donbass region of eastern Ukraine. A huge fire is continuing to rage in the city of Sviorodonetsk, caused by Russian shelling of the Azot chemical plant there. Up to 800 civilians are reported to be sheltering in underground bunkers at the industrial complex. Yuri Sak is an advisor to the Ukrainian Minister of Defense. The situation is, of course, very difficult. Russians continue to use the full spectrum of heavy weaponry. Uh, they're trying to raise the city to the ground and, uh, you know, this incessant shelling, bombing. They do have more heavy artillery than the Ukrainian armed forces, and this is why we are requesting for more from our international partners. But, you know, there are parts of the city which are still controlled by uh, the Ukrainian army, and uh, the defense of Severodonetsk continues. And, and in particular, our forces are in control of the industrial part of the city. The head of NATO has appeared to play down hopes of an early resolution of a dispute with Turkey over the planned admission to the alliance of Finland and Sweden. The Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg said a NATO summit at the end of this month had never been a deadline. He repeatedly stressed that Turkey's concerns about alleged support for Kurdish militants must be taken seriously. But the Finnish president, Sali Nanisto, said he had been surprised by Turkey's complaints. It was a bit amazing to hear... President Erdogan's uh, opinion, because uh, months earlier, in very many occasions, we had the positive response from uh, Turkey directly to me and to uh, our foreign minister several times, and I guess to NATO too.
Police in Brazil say they've found items belonging to a local indigenous expert and a British journalist who went missing in the Amazon region a week ago. The BBC's Katie Watson sent this report from the Amazon. According to the police, over the weekend, the authorities found Dom Phillips' rucksack containing clothes as well as a pair of his boots. Bruno Pereira's health ID card, a pair of trousers, boots and a flip-flop were also located. While these items will help piece together what happened to the two men, the police are still a long way off from finding out the full story. They've arrested a local fisherman and they're analysing potential human material and traces of blood on the suspect's boat. But these latest discoveries point to a devastating conclusion. Hope has faded that both men will be found alive more than a week after they went missing. The head of the World Trade Organization has told ministers gathering in Geneva that they must show the benefits of multilateralism to countries grappling with insecurities and crises. Opening its ministerial conference, the Director General Ngozi Okonjo-Iweala called on member states to back the WTO so that it can respond to people's aspirations. This organization is worth investing in. That's why I came here. It is worth strengthening. The multilateral trading system is a global public good, though certainly not perfect. By historical standards, it has delivered more prosperity to more people than every international economic order that came before it. Today, with history looming over us, with that multilateral system seemingly fragile, this is the time to invest in it, not to retreat from it. A senior software engineer working for Google has told the Washington Post that the company has placed him on administrative leave after he claimed an artificial intelligence chatbot had been, become a sentient being. The BBC's Charlotte Gallagher reports. Speaking to the Washington Post, Blake Lemoyne said he'd been testing an artificial intelligence tool called Lambda, short for Language Model for Dialogue Applications. He said the program then began asking him questions in order to better understand humans. Mr Lemoyne told the newspaper that if he hadn't have known it was AI, he would have thought he was talking to a seven- or eight-year-old child who understood physics. A spokesperson for Google said that while chatbots can imitate conversation, they are not free-thinking, sentient beings. Currencies now. The US dollar is trading at 134.90 yen. The euro was standing at 1 US dollar and 04 cents. The pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 64 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 21,193, 611 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $93 billion. To sport and the last two places in football's Qatar World Cup will be decided in the coming days with the intercontinental playoffs. Australia face Peru and Doha tonight with the winner joining France, Denmark and Tunisia in Group D. Australia coach Graham Arnold says his players are well prepared for the one-off decider. South American football overall is uh, technically good, unpredictable, so you've got to be, we've got to be ready for anything that um, individually that Peru throw at us, but uh, Look, I just really believe in, in our players and, and making sure that uh, our players are ready. As you said, it's a, it's a one-off game. It is a final. But uh, the most important thing is, is I keep the messaging to the boys uh, simple. The players know their jobs. Uh, they go out and they, they do it the Aussie way, and that is fight for 90 minutes and, and be very physical. 
The other intercontinental playoff is between New Zealand and Costa Rica tomorrow night. The winner goes to Group E with Spain, Germany and Japan. The Golden State Warriors hope to take the lead in the NBA Finals when they take on the Celtics in Game 5 at home. Steph Curry scored 43 points to lead the Warriors to a 107-97 victory over the Boston Celtics in Game 4 of the Finals on Friday, sending the series back to San Francisco, knotted at two games apiece. Warriors guard Clay Thompson said his team is on the brink of winning the championship. We're still here. I think that we're knocking on the door of another championship. I think uh, that hopefully, you know, hopefully that gains respect amongst the greats who played. So they know how hard it is to get here year after year. It's, uh, it takes a great toll on your body and even your mind. It takes a lot of mental fortitude to stay hungry and want more and more after so much success. The Boston Celtics say they were optimistic they will rebound from their Game 4 loss. Jason Tatum is a Celtics forward. You know, it was a tough loss, uh, and we understand that. And I think, uh, you know, we've been here before. It's the third time in a row I feel like we, we've been here. Um, so we know what it takes. We know what we have to do and um, attention to detail and things like that. Uh, and I'm confident. I, like, I've been all playoffs. I'm confident in the fact that we'll respond um, and, and play better, you know, for the majority of the game. The defending Formula One champion, Max Verstappen, has won the Azerbaijan Grand Prix to extend his lead at the top of the driver's standings to 21 points. Charles Leclerc started on pole but was forced to retire when his engine failed. Verstappen was delighted with the win, especially after retiring from the same race last year with tyre trouble. You can never make up what you lost last year, but I think uh, today we had an incredible pace in the car. We could really look after the tires and we could chip away at it, uh, pass for the lead. Um, but then, of course, also maybe a tiny bit lucky, of course, with the retirement. But I think, nevertheless, our car was really quick today, so I could have closed that gap. Uh, and then, of course, you have a race on your hands. But uh, overall, yeah, really, uh, really happy with how the balance of the car was today. And the weather hot with isolated showers, sunny periods in the afternoon and mainly cloudy tonight. Moderate to fresh southerly winds, southwesterly winds occasionally strong offshore at first. Outlook, showers and daily and squally thunderstorms in the next few days. It's now 30 degrees with humidity at 78%. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The police step up efforts to ensure the safety of events marking the 25th anniversary of Hong Kong's handover. There's a mixed reaction to the idea of rush hour toll hikes to ease congestion at the Cross Harbour Tunnels and Beijing authorities launch a huge COVID testing drive. The news from RTHK. Sometimes I got a smile on my face Sometimes I guess that I got to fake it Cause honesty is so out of place And everyone's afraid to be naked I don't know how much more I could take yeah, I'm broken into so many pieces Would be easy just to throw them away But I don't want to give up on feeling Cause now that I'm shattered, I'm all kinds of me Was knocked off the shelf, but I'm all so complete I'm under the weather with no place to be But maybe that's just what I need Glue, glue, glue me, can't take it I'm broken, but, but broken, but I'm ready to 
Welcome to the 123 Show. Hope you've had a great weekend. On the show today after 1.30, my guest for my story is Macy Chung, a young designer. Born and brought up in Hong Kong, she was inspired by her father to venture into designing industrial workwear for construction workers. We'll find out more about her story, ambitions and her Kickstarter campaign. And after 2 p.m., I look into albinism as the United Nations marks June the 13th as International Albinism Day. The theme for this year is United in Making Our Voice Heard. I'll be looking into the disorder and why it's important that more people are made more aware of it. That's all coming up between now and 3 o'clock, so make sure you stay tuned. Coffee and the cold. 